0: Hello and welcome to Jaw Law. I'm your host, Joe McGregor. We are bringing to you a unique episode. We're going to deviate from telling you about the law and about these deals and instead talk about why everyone else is crazy but you. Now, one of the truths that we have come to realize as attorneys is that almost no one ever says, hey, you know what? I'm being pretty unreasonable. You know, it's one of these things that we talk about all the time. Nobody really admits, or I'd say maybe the problem is that nobody recognizes that they're being unreasonable. People always say, hey, I'm just being reasonable, or I'm just being fair, and we want to be useful on this episode. So I have tried to, from a place of trying to help, how do you know that you're being unreasonable? At least as it relates to... Dental transactions. So I'm going to do my best. But before I do, I want to say two things. Number one, I'm not telling you what to do. So I'm all about you living life on your terms. You do what works for you. I'm not telling you how to be. Secondly, I'm also not saying that I know what's normal and what's not normal. I'm also not telling you that I am the arbiter of what is normal and what is not normal. The real purpose of this episode is to try to equip our clients to maybe know when they might be unreasonable when they're negotiating or entering into a transaction. And that's it. So I don't believe that anybody should do a deal that they are uncomfortable with or that they don't believe in. And so even after we get through this episode and you encounter a deal and you, even if you're saying, I know I'm being unreasonable because I listened to this episode and now I realize that, well, I'm still not saying do the deal, just set that aside. This is more about awareness because although we love our clients, every single one of them, we do have clients that are more reasonable than other clients. We do have clients who enter into a, or hope to enter into a transaction and the things that they're looking for are hopeful is the best way I can put it. So where do we go from here? For starters, I think there are a couple of tests to indicate whether or not you're being reasonable or normal. The first indicator is how many issues, like if you're working with an attorney or you're working with a future employer or whoever that you're having a conversation with, when you encounter deal points, how many of your deal points are people saying, hey, that's kind of crazy? Obviously, they're gonna be more diplomatic than that, but how many deal points are they suggesting that are out of market? Now, they could be entirely wrong, and we'll get to that. But I think that one of the easiest things is to say, hey, I presented seven things that I I really want out of this contract and they said all seven were ridiculous. Well, it may be the case that all seven are ridiculous and it may be the case that they are ridiculous. You don't know yet, but it's just an indicator. If six of your proposals sounded reasonable to them and you worked them into a contract, but the seventh thing just was a bridge too far for them. Maybe that seventh thing wasn't reasonable. And again, we don't know, but it's just an indicator. Now, after you've had a conversation like that, the next indicator is to survey. For instance, your future employer wants you to cover lab fees. You need to go out and survey other people that are in similar jobs to you in similar situations. Hey, are you having to pay for lab fees? The results of that survey are not going to be binding on you. Doesn't mean you have to honor what everyone else is doing, but at least indicates to you what may be normal, what may not be normal. Along those same lines, another indicator is what are your professional advisors telling you? Now, for me, I mean attorney. What is your attorney telling you? But it could also be your CPA, a consultant, or just any other advisor. The idea here is that they see volume. They're able to indicate to you that, hey, all of the contracts that we see have the associate paying for lab fees or vice versa. I never see this. And so the fact that they're asking you is an indication that your employer is being unreasonable. The final indicator Is an exercise where you're trying to collect indication where you could estimate how long you would have to go to find somebody willing to engage you on your terms. Let me give you an example. I've already talked about lab fees. Lab fees is a good example here because we see a variety when it comes to lab fees. We do see contracts where the associate pays, we do see contracts where the employer pays, and we see A variety of contracts where there's some kind of split, like the associate will pay a percentage of the lab fees or just somehow there's an accounting for it where both parties will pay. In other words, there's not really a standard. And so if you are an associate and you just believe religiously that associates should never, ever, ever pay for lab fees and you refuse to pay for lab fees, the question is, how many other job opportunities are you going to have to apply for before you will find an employer who will not ask that of you? Well, in reality, you probably won't have to go that far. You may get a trade-off for some of these other terms that were in your favor in your previous proposal, but in this proposal, you're not being asked to pay for lab fees. So that's how you go. And, you know, Maybe you need to go to three employers to find someone who won't ask you to pay for lab fees, or five. And you realize that, and you're like, okay, I can accept that. But let's flip it over to the context of lease. We get people who, once they learn what a personal guarantee is, they say, I'm not going to sign that. Well, we totally understand that sentiment and can appreciate it, especially as lawyers who hate personal guarantees. But the reality is that if you do not like personal guarantees on a commercial Lease, You are going to have to search very far and very wide to find a commercial landlord, especially in a location that you're going to want to be in. You're going to have to work really hard to find a location that's not going to ask you for a personal guarantee, at least one of some fashion. Well, if you go into a negotiation for a lease and you say, the landlord's being unreasonable for asking me to sign a personal guarantee... We'd say, no, that is that is not the case. We're not saying that the personal guarantee is good. What we're saying is that that's market standard. You will have to search for 100 lease spaces before you're going to find someone who's not going to ask you for a personal guarantee. And when you do, you're going to be sandwiched in between a massage parlor and a tattoo artist. But again, that's just an indicator. What you have to do is you have to take all of these and weigh it all together. So stepping away, if you're being... Offered a job, and there is a contract, and you look at the contract and you're like, Man, this really doesn't make sense to me. Why are they giving me such bad terms? Well, step one how many things do I have a problem with? Is it just one thing that I think is kind of ridiculous in here, or do I have a problem with every provision in this thing? Well, let me go ask my friends, Hey, what do you guys think about this? What do you guys have in your contract when it comes to percentage of production or or collections. Then you go and you ask your CPA, your advisor, your attorney, hey, what are you seeing in these contracts? And then you take all that data and say, well, you know, after negotiating this contract, there's still a provision or two that I'm very uncomfortable with. But I know that I'm going to have to search through 20 more jobs in order to get exactly what I want. And I cannot wait that long to be unemployed. Or maybe you can. You're like, hey, that's a worthy investment for me in terms of time. I will keep searching until I get something exactly on my terms. And the point of this isn't to say you should just give up on the terms that you want. It's more of a self-reflection to understand, A, how are you approaching this negotiation? And B, how about the other side? There are definitely people out there who are unreasonable. There are landlords who ask for just insane leases. There are employers, we see this all the time, maybe employers are probably the most guilty party in this, where they ask for things, and I'm like, why would someone sign that? So, just because you look at a contract and every single thing looks wrong, doesn't mean you are wrong. It just means you hit the pause button, you need to step back, you need to find out as much information as you can and make sure that, in fact, it is the employer or the landlord or the seller of a practice or whoever. Make sure they are the ones who are unreasonable and not you. One of the things that I admire most about clients are people who are self-aware. and They know their limitations, and they know how to take advice. I think the reason dentists are so good at taking advice is because, professionally, they give advice that no one listens to anyway. So we appreciate when clients hear advice, we're like, hey, I know why you don't like that. And we agree, and we're gonna do everything we can do to get that changed. But just so you know, that's in 100% of contracts. And we want to make you the exception. But just because the landlord is asking for that doesn't mean they're crazy. So please, as you enter into the year of 2021 and you start to weigh negotiations, whether it's a new job or practice that you want to buy or a startup that you want to do or some other business endeavor, we do wish that you enter into those transactions on your terms We just wish that you can do so reasonably. And that's all we have for the year of 2020. It has been a doozy. We wish everyone a very, very good 2021. Again, if you've liked what we've done in this crazy, crazy year on this podcast, please subscribe if you haven't. Leave us a review if you have not. And if you feel so inclined, Please share with your friends if you have not. And again, we would love to hear from you. Joe at jawlawpodcast.com Even if it's just to say you listen, but we always, always love questions for episodes. We'll see you next year. Crazy Crazy for feeling so lonely I'm Crazy, crazy for feeling so blue